Hello and welcome to another weekly podcast from Hilltop United Methodist Church in Mankato, Minnesota. If you're in the Mankato area, join us every Sunday morning at 9 a.m. and again at 10.30 a.m. If you'd like to learn more, visit us at MankatoHilltop.org. Best of all, Our scripture reading this morning comes from the book of Romans. We've been looking at the book of Romans starting in chapter 14 and moving our way from 14 into 15 and we're going to finish up chapter 14. A couple weeks ago we talked about the strong and the weak and this is picking up on that same thing theme continuing on and it's it's a message the Apostle Paul is sending to the church to say hey don't judge how can you welcome everybody? So here it is, Romans 14, starting in verse 13. Let us therefore no longer pass judgment on one another, but resolve instead never to put a stumbling block or hindrance in the way of another. I know I am persuaded in the Lord Jesus that nothing is unclean in itself, but it is unclean for anyone who thinks it unclean. If your brother or sister is being injured by what you eat, you are no longer walking in love. Do not let what you eat cause the ruin of one for whom Christ died. So do not let your good be spoken of as evil. For the kingdom of God is not food and drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. The one who thus serves Christ is acceptable to God and has human approval. Let us then pursue what makes for peace and for mutual upbuilding. Do not, for the sake of food, destroy the work of God. Everything is indeed clean. But it is wrong for you to make others fall by what you eat. It is good not to eat meat or drink wine or do anything that makes your brother or sister stumble. The faith you have, have as your own conviction before God. Blessed are those who have no reason to condemn themselves because of what they approve. But are those, but those who have doubts are condemned if they eat because they do not act from faith. For whatever does not proceed from faith is sin. May God add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and understanding of Holy Scripture. So I shared the last time uh, two weeks ago when I was in this series talking about honor the past and hope for the future a little bit about how this church was built and some of the history. But here's another piece of that history that I learned just this week. In preparation for the building of this sanctuary that we are sitting in right now, when the church was meeting in the fellowship hall, it, was, it served as fellowship hall and sanctuary, there's a group of women, they knew the church was coming, they knew that they were going to be building soon, and they said, we need to decorate this church. We need to have some things ready to go. So what they did is they planned some banners for the congregation to have to hang up in the brand new sanctuary. Now, this is not one of those banners, but several times throughout the year we changed this banner and we still have a few of the originals that were built in 1991. Many of those women who built those banners are now uh, passed on. We still have a few of those 1991 banners left. Some of them are kind of hanging by a thread. And this one, I'll, I'll get to this one in a moment, but what's kind of interesting is they saw that this church was going to need things and then they prepared for it in advance, expecting for all of us. So we've been in Mankato for 155 years and this banner in particular now was to celebrate that 150th anniversary in 2018. If you look at it, um, I'm going to get my laser pointer out here. Best of all, God is with us. 
One of those things we say each and every week. And then each of these feet are traced off of someone in the congregation back then in 2018 when we celebrated the 150th anniversary. I'm looking at this little shoe right here. Whose is that? Maybe that was Alexis. I don't know. Yeah. I think, I think your foot is a little bit bigger now. But back in 2018, you know, there's, there's, there's different feet there. Some are from kids. Some are from adults. We even have a little dog print up there. See that little one right there? Right under the O? That little guy right there? That's Bailey's. David's alert, medical alert dog, Bailey. She's got a little footprint up there too. And I, one of the things I love about this banner in particular is not only does it say kind of like our theme as a congregation, not only is it really cool to have all those footprints there, but it made me think even just this week, how many people, you know, how many footprints have walked through this building over the years? Like I probably get 10,000 steps on a Sunday, but you know, I'm the pastor. I'm like running back and forth. I don't know about you, but how many times have we walked through the building here? How many people? have walked through the building in the last 30, 40, 50 years. Tens of thousands? Hundreds of thousands? Think of all the people that have lived and have now passed on. Women who created banners that we still have from like almost 30-some years ago. So I just love the metaphor of that, that, you know, like, not only does the, all of those feet right there represent everybody in the congregation, but how they're all, come, you know, headed out from God. You know, God at the center and all those feet are, are heading out. This, this one, if I wasn't here in 2018 when they made this, but I'd probably be like this, a 13 wide. That looks like, anyone else got a 13 wide? That, yeah, so maybe that, you know, so big and small, young and old, you know, children, men, women, adults, kids. Um, it's just a representative of all the things behind all of those people and where those feet have taken them. This passage that I just read talks about how it's, it's our job not to make people stumble, not our job. We will, we're not going to judge and we're not going to put barriers in front of people so that they can live their faith. And, and I thought, well, how fitting for All Saints Sunday because all those people who have encouraged us in, in this life and in our faith, part of the reason they're such an encouragement is because they supported you. They were there for you. Who was it for you? A grandma, a grandpa, a brother, sister, a mom, dad. Someone who was there that you could call on, lean on. They would help encourage you when you needed encouragement. They never said, I'm only going to love you if you vote for this particular candidate. Mm-mm. Not at all. They showed unconditional love. And so they didn't put barriers to our lives causing us to stumble. I thought that's really what we, how we exist as a church as well. To not put those barriers in the way that might cause someone else to stumble in their faith. No, we want to be an encouragement to everyone. And for everyone who has loved someone and lost that person, in the moment, in the moment when they are dying, in the moment when they are in, in, in that moment, you're not fighting over things, are you? Suddenly all of the, the things that divide us in this world seem to just like wash away in that moment, don't they? Because there's something greater, something more important than the little piddly stuff we fight about. 
There's something greater. It's called love. It's even greater than any of those things. And we know it. We intuitively know it, even though we get hooked by passing judgment or, or, or casting aspersions or whatever. We have all this thing that we do. It made me think of where uh, Jesus is talking about let children come to him in Matthew 18. He says this, If any of you put a stumbling block before one of these little ones who believe in me, it would be better if, for you if a great millstone were fastened around your neck and drowned in the depths of the sea. Woe to the world because of stumbling blocks. Occasions for stumbling are bound to come, but woe to the one by whom the stumbling block comes. It's kind of a warning of Jesus to remind all of us, like our goal is really for all those little feet. It's really for all those little ones. See those little ones? Yes, the big ones are important. I'm not saying they're not. But it's a, a call to us to be an encouragement to help the next generation and the next group of people to grow up in the church to come and know God's love. So three points on All Saints Sunday. Just real quick. Three points about what makes All Saints Sunday really important. Number one, All Saints Day is less about the great historic figures of the church and more about the people we have known and revered. So it's less about those big names, the big saints, St. Thomas, St. Aquinas, St. Augustine. Those are important, but it, but, but it also highlights just how important it is for us to know that we have saints that walk among us today. And that our hope in the resurrection comes through with greater clarity on a day like today. That there is hope in death. That there is hope in this world. That that hope comes through Jesus Christ. Sometimes when those whom we love have died and, and gone on, it's, it's hard to see that hope in the midst of the chaos. So All Saints Day reminds us that, yes, those historic saints of the past are important and they, we can look up to them, but there are real saints that walk among us, people who have died. Even just, we had 10 just in our congregation this past year, but maybe there's some in your life as well. So, okay, that's the first one. Second one, all saints is a time when we can reflect and give thanks for people who have been influential in our spiritual formation and growth. Who has been influential in your life? Who has helped to shape you to be the person you are? What was it about them? It's a reminder to all of us that we have influence. Our lives have influence upon others. Parents have influence upon their children's lives. Sunday school teachers have influence upon the kids that are in their classroom. This should strengthen our resolve then to lead lives worthy of imitation so that others can look at us as a, that example that we can then imitate that love in our world. And then this opens us up to being able to receive God's power and glory more and more through the influence of others. So it's a good time to remind ourselves just how much we have influence over other people. And you might say, oh, pastor, pfft, I don't have any influence over anybody. Oh, yeah? Come test me. I'll show you who you have influence over. Someone. Thirdly, All Saints Day also emphasizes the unity of the church across all time and all space. It's not like this church over here is more important than that church over there. No. Mm -mm. There's a unity that in all churches and in all places that this reminds us that we are all going to die 
and that there's a unity in the saving love of God. And he's not up there deciding, well, this church is more faithful than that one. Not at all. His love is for everybody. G.K. Chesterton said it like this. If you want to know the size of the church, you have to count the tombstones. Think how many tombstones. Here again, in this congregation, how many funerals we've had in 155 years? How big is our church really if we include the saints? 20,000? 100,000? 155 years. That's a lot of people. So this day of all saints is just an impressive way that pulls together all of these things that we talk about every Sunday and all throughout the Christian year. The work of God's resurrection, grace for all of God's people. The devotion and discipline we need to live a life obedient to God. The divinization of our humanity by the incarnation of divinity accompanied by the power of Holy Spirit. That's what we celebrate at Christmas. The connectedness of all believers across all time and space from all different churches and denominations. And the hope that we have in life beyond death. The hope that we have in Christ's resurrection. So if the goal of the Christian life together is to help transform us from sinners into saints, I mean, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm a sinner trying to be turned into a saint. This church is a house for all of those people. Which means everyone. For it is Christ's life, death, and resurrection that provide the hope for us all. And that is why we celebrate that here on All Saints Sunday. Thanks for listening to another podcast from Hilltop United Methodist Church in Mankato, Minnesota. Don't forget to visit us online at MankatoHilltop.org.